Hello and welcome to the Feminine Genius Podcast. This is a podcast that celebrates all women of God and their unique genius. I'm your host, Rachel Wong. Welcome back to another episode of The Feminine Genius. Today, I sit down with Toronto-based artist and designer, Marielle Pahaihai. If you haven't heard of Marielle yet, you need to check her and her art out because it is stunning. As a young artist, Marielle had dreams of working and designing for Nike. But as she grew in her personal relationship with God, she also grew discontent with her secular art. And very quickly, she saw the relationship forming between how she makes art and how she shares her faith. And she sums it up very well by saying that her art is her praise. In this episode, we talk about how Marielle first realized that she had this gift for art and creating, her brand new store, and how she's leaned into her feminine genius through her talents. Hi, Mariel. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for joining me. We're currently at Rise Up right now, which is in Toronto, your hometown. So it's exciting for me to be with you and thank you for sharing some of your time with me today. I was wondering if you could start by telling us a little bit about who you are and what you currently do. So I am currently a graphic design student, but I am part-time graphic designer. I go to school in Toronto. I was supposed to be in my fourth year, but I switched schools midway, so now I'm in my second year. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and I'm part of a club called Ryerson Catholics. Mm-hmm. I see that you're wearing like a lovely like Ryerson Catholics crew neck, and you said that you're part of Ryerson Catholic. I was wondering if you could share with us a little bit about what your personal faith journey has been like. How did you come to know Jesus? During 12th grade, I joined a youth group which was everything I was looking for at the time. But as I like gradually journeyed through my faith at such a young age, I kind of fell out of it again as I entered university. The way that I found my way to Ryerson Catholics was I was invited by a family friend of mine who was in the club, and she was just like, oh, yeah, why don't you just check out an event that we're having? And... It had nothing to do with faith. It was just like a talent show. But I fell in love with the community. Everyone was so nice. And yeah, they asked me to join a faith study and then kind of just snowballed from there. I found my faith again and I really just fell in love. And I was super surprised that there was even Catholics in university as well. Mm. Yeah, it was like youth group to a whole nother level. Like, I don't know. (laughs) And also in a stage of life where... Eventually, you do grow out of youth group. You know, you become a new person, a young adult. So I totally agree. Just, like, finding Catholic Christian Outreach when I did on campus and just having a new community to grow with, I think it's just so wonderful. So So one of my favorite things about you, aside from the fact that you are so awesome, is that I know that you have a real passion for art. So just as a really quick plug, if anyone is not following Marielle, you need to follow her on Instagram. She is at Marielle's Field Kit, and we're going to talk more about that in a little bit. But your illustrations are really wonderful. 
Thank and they're you. just so beautiful. And I was wondering when you realized that you had this talent for drawing and for everything artistic. Okay, so growing up, I, I always like defaulted as the artistic kid. When I went to high school, like the aim was, okay, I'm gonna become a doctor or a nurse. So I had taken like the sciences, the maths, and then literally at the last semester of grade 12, I was like, oh, never mind. I want to do art. So then I completely like wasted my whole like four years. So then I actually took a grade 13 to take art. And so I made my way to another university, which was the Ontario College of Art and Design. Yeah, that's when I like started taking graphic design. I think it was like at the start of grade 11, I was working on PowerPoint and that's how I'd make posters. Yeah. And um, somehow it turned out I made sweaters out of PowerPoint. I made, yeah, just a lot of stuff. I was like, oh, if I'm able to do this on PowerPoint, I, I guess I have some sort of ability to pursue this. I don't mm. know. Yeah. yeah. I feel like that just unlocked a whole new <laughs> use of PowerPoint for me. This is wonderful. Yeah. Okay, okay. Who are your, some of your artistic inspirations? So there's this... Mm -hmm graphic designer. Her name is Jeanette Liao. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Do you know her? Yes, I do. Oh my gosh, yes. yes. Uh, she's just so amazing. She talked a lot about males dominating the graphic design industry and the way that she like expresses her art. It's so different. Usually we see female graphic designers doing like wedding invitations and like cards and I think they put us in a box that way. And she used to work for Nike. And I was like, oh, yeah, I want to do that. I want to be, like, I want to be cool. I just didn't want to be perceived as just another girl who's going to do at wedding invitations, I guess. And she, like, yeah, she's just so amazing. Mm -hmm. I really love her. Yeah. And I think one of the most striking things about the work that you do is, aside from it being aesthetic and beautiful, there's a level of grace that comes with it. And I love that there's also this really beautiful marriage of aesthetic and beauty, but also just this fact that you really bring your faith into it. So for example, like we just left the Advent season and you did wonderful illustrations and reflections on the different ornaments of the Jesse tree. And one thing I want to highlight is just the fact that on your Instagram bio, you write something super simple and it says, my art is my praise. I was wondering when it kind of clicked for you that they can become one, that they're not one or the other, but you can actually mix the two. Yeah, so basically like CCO, they always invite people to lead faith studies. And I have a lot of anxiety over that. I'm like, uh, I'm kind of an introvert. I don't really want to go out and invite people. And I don't think I can do this, basically. Mm -hmm. And so I was talking to one of the staff members. I was just like, I have a lot of anxiety over this. I, I don't think I can excel in this way. Like, I don't feel like my gifts are in that. I'm not fluent in the Holy Spirit in that way. Mm -hmm. So the staff member, she was like, yeah, like your art. I'm not equipped in that way. Mm -hmm. And you have such a unique gift that you were, you know, given to serve others in a different way that isn't just the faith studies. Other people don't have that, and that's why they're not serving in that way. Mm. But you have this gift uniquely to you. So don't feel so pressured to lead a faith study if that's not what you feel comfortable with. And from there, like, I know that you've done a number of projects. 
I'm sure like one that really stands out to me, especially thinking about how a couple episodes ago we talked to Megan Turlin and she had the Arise devotional and I know that you were instrumental in putting that together with her. What have been some of your favorite projects throughout the time that you've been making art and just praising God through your art? Yeah, um, the Arise devotional was actually like one of the biggest projects I ever worked with, uh, worked on and that kind of pioneered the discernment of really pursuing ministry as a profession as a Catholic creative. And I was like, how can I find this? Like how many different projects can I work on before I can actually like do this every day? So before the Rise devotional, I was working a lot with Rise and Catholics and they really like helped me to be confident in my work and saw that I was able to do this when I thought I couldn't mm-hmm. and from there people have been reaching out to me for you know logo design and just illustrations. What I love about just like the work that you do and the community of women that I have spoken to is that if you remember a while back we talked to Celeste Villanueva so this is her partner in crime, or not crime, in praise. <laughs> in praise. Moriel is her partner in praise, so you were the other half of Curse of Grace. And yeah. I think one of the things that Celeste and I talked about was because you do a lot of your work and it's it's out there in the world, it's online, and just how you find that balance between living for aesthetic and finding a way to effectively sharing the gospel through your work well I think Celeste has mentioned in that episode that we wouldn't post if we didn't feel like our prayer life wasn't aligning mm-hmm. with what we were sharing with everyone and that's kind of why we put a pause on curse of grace because there was a lot of just things that we had to reflect on more on both sides of our spiritual life mm-hmm. and it Definitely is still hard to balance that. Even in my own account, like Mariel's Field Kit, I find that I compare myself a lot to bigger people like Bea Hart, right? Mm. I'm seeing that she's posting every day and she's just getting like so much attention and a lot of people are receiving her work really well. And I was like, that's when comparison like starts. And I'm like, oh, does this mean I don't really have... A strong relationship with Christ like it's not as strong as hers is that why I'm not posting or is this why I feel so poorly about like my abilities yeah it's still it's definitely hard but I'd rather that we don't post anything if that means we have to work on our own relationship with Christ just to keep everything authentic yeah you know, especially as women sometimes and because of the way that our society is with social media, it can be so easy to fall into that cycle of looking at what you are doing and then looking at maybe other people who are like you or people that you aspire to be and being like, how do I get to that? And I think that's one of the interesting things too is that I'm sure that there are probably a lot of people who are like creatives who maybe haven't gotten to the stage where you are, where you're really starting to lean into what it is that God has given you. And I was wondering what advice you have for people who listen to this and they're like, oh, but I'm not sure about my ability and how to step into it confidently. I say this a lot. I, (laughs) it's taken a long time to really 
appreciate my own art. Whenever someone compliments my art, I'm like, I feel so like uneasy about it because I'm like, oh, that, uh, I didn't really <laughs> like that, you know, like, yeah, I don't know. But I've learned just to take that in affirmation of your talents and your gifts. Just because it's not good now doesn't mean you should stop. I think that it's worthwhile to really pursue a creative passion, especially when you're doing it for the glory of the Lord, because some people receive that better than maybe a talk or something. Mm -hmm. And because of other people's confidence in sharing their work, especially Catholic creatives, mm -hmm. that kind of legitimized my discernment. And what I had wanted to do as a graphic designer, I, I actually wanted to work for Nike, right? So mm -hmm. now that I've delved deeper into my relationship with Christ, I was like, but that's not fulfilling. Like, mm. I don't really have an interest for that anymore. Like, okay, design nice shoes or nice shirts, but what more comes out of that? Yeah. Mm. And there's just no louder praise than what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I know that now a lot of people are able to enjoy more of your work because I know that you've started and you've opened a store, which is so exciting. I, I saw that on my, I think you had posted it as an Instagram story and I screamed. I was just like, finally, <laughs> this is a long time coming. I'm sure for you, yeah. but ever since I'd met you and then I'd seen your work, I was just like, why doesn't this girl have a store yet? <laughs> And then my prayers were answered. So I was wondering what the story was behind that. Like, what was the discernment like? And yeah, yeah I'll let you speak to that. So the stuff I'm selling in my store, those were just projects for either Ryerson Catholics or just people just commissioning me as like a personal project. But then it received like such a, basically a, a lot of people were receiving it like really well and so then people started asking me if I would sell this as a sticker or a print mm -hmm. or make a tote bag for them. And mm -hmm. I was like, uh, I don't know. I don't really think people are going to buy it. This has happened before with my non-Catholic art. Mm -hmm. And so I ordered like a few items and then it quickly like sold out just like in-person orders. I didn't even have a store yet. And then I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. So, yeah, the launch of the store was really inspired by just, like, people wanting to have, like, tangible items and have a piece of my art. And they were, like, really happy to show it off. And, yeah. Yeah. Just, I don't know how it happened, to mm -hmm. be honest. Grace of God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, we're at Rise Up right now, so CCO's annual year-end conference. Uh, and it's here in Toronto. And I've already seen two people with tote bags um, really? from opposite sides of the country. <laughs> so the reach has been great. I, I know that I was order number six. <laughs> I will get my bag when I get home. But I am, I'm just so happy for you. And, and I agree, just to have like that tangible item, I think, is just a way to, to share it. And I think also subtly evangelize, you know, yeah. just like the, because I ordered a bag that has the Ignatian, yeah. I, I guess like the logo of Ignatian spirituality, essentially, which I'm not going to say in Latin because my Latin is horrible. <laughs> but I know that people will ask, like I anticipate that people will ask and it's a great point of conversation, mm -hmm. I feel like. So I thank you for doing that and for putting in that time. And I'm curious to know how you find the time to balance 
doing your work and going to school. <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, this has actually been on my mind a lot. So in December, I I'd said that like I was going to start doing posts every day for the Jesse tree and make an ornament a day. Yeah. That was okay for the first like four days. And then I launched the store because I wanted everything to be out before Christmas. Sure. And then I missed a day and I was like, okay, that's okay. I missed another day and I was like, I can just post two posts in one day, right? Five days passed and I had posted nothing and the thing that I was reflecting on the most was how much I was focusing so much on my failures in the store and in my posts mm. that I was identifying myself in them. And Megan actually talked about this and I spoke to her about it as well and she was like learning to surrender those failures and in those moments so that you don't identify yourself in them. Because at the launch of my store, it, beforehand it was just chaotic everything was going wrong and mm. I lost my confidence as a graphic designer and I think God was just trying to have a conversation with me and really wanted to get my attention and just really wanted me to stop persecuting myself in the mm. failures mm. and just wanting me to listen to him and Remembering that this is his work and not mine, and he still appreciates the ugly drawings and the mess, and yeah. So, <laughs> the balance is hard, but I, I'm learning more about, or learning to not focus so much on the perfection and giving myself the grace to fail. Yeah, not be so hard on myself. Mm -hmm. yeah. When I think about great artists throughout history, like Van Gogh or Picasso or Monet and whatnot, like I'm sure that they've had so many, like behind every painting, like every masterpiece that we think of, there must have been so many like tries and retries and whatnot. And I want to affirm you, that is not who you are. And even like, you know, the perfect art that you may put out, it all is wrapped up into one, and God sees you, and he sees the work that you're doing for his greater glory, and it warms my heart, just because I know that I can't draw to <laughs> save my life, so it's wonderful to see people do that, and I think, you know, just to close and to tie it all together, because you mentioned so eloquently earlier about how you realized pretty early on, I guess, that leading faith studies wasn't quite your thing. But you had this gift of art. And I think, you know, just prior to recording, we were having that conversation about the feminine genius and being able to really lean into these gifts that God has given you. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to know how you've seen your personal feminine genius grow throughout your life, throughout your journey with the Lord, and also through your work and your art. Yeah, I wasn't satisfied in the secular art I was doing. And I think I really found confidence in my feminine genius in that my art is a vessel of evangelization. It's a mission that I was uniquely given. I feel super validated in my career path as well because God was the ultimate designer. And yeah, I love yeah. That. yeah, and there is a purpose for design and especially for the greater good. Yeah, for a long time I was struggling with my identity as a creative. I wasn't satisfied in secular art. I didn't really find a meaning in that. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so I wanted to focus more on leading people to Christ through my art. And that's when I felt like my art started to have an authentic meaning and a purpose. I wanted to do work for the kingdom and the victory and participate in its victory. And yeah. If people want to find your art, look at it, admire it, and perhaps even order a piece of their own, where should they go? You should go to www.marielsfieldkit.com. Wonderful. And then we'll definitely share that in the episode description. But Mariel, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you again to Mariel Pahai Hai for joining me on this episode. To see some of her art and maybe purchase a piece or two of your own, head on over to her website, mariosfieldkit.com. You can also follow her on Instagram at mariosfieldkit. I will leave a link to both of these in the show notes below. As for the Feminine Genius Podcast, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at FemGeniusPod. And you can also stay up to date by checking out our website, FeminineGeniusPodcast.com. This episode and all of our previous episodes can be found wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you do have a moment, I would love it if you rated the show and left a review on Apple Podcasts because it helps others to find the show as well. Tune in next time for another episode of The Feminine Genius and God bless always.